0: Hi, I'm Billy Gina, and this is SEO in 2024.
1: Billy, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024?
0: So my uh, tip for 2024 is how to prepare for the duplication epidemic caused by AI content generation. And basically what that is, is... We've all seen in 2023 how AI has become the lifeblood of digital content. Essentially, everyone's using that at the moment. And it's getting to a point where uh, we're starting to see that AI is actually getting dumber from various tests. And that's because AI is using the same data source to generate content for various different websites and recrawling content finding it again and then generating more content online and it's creating this big cycle of slightly dumber or misinformed content uh, based off a potentially old data source and the more this is happening the more we're going to see is just a mass duplication issue that we're going to need to treat like an external cannibalization projects really because everyone's doing the same thing on the same topics and we'll need to rein that in at some point
1: is it not google's job to deal with duplication
0: well yes but if everyone's applying the same tactics and if there's not enough people creating unique and helpful content then the duplicated content some of that's going to rank at some point we see it all the time where lesser information does appear highly in Google search so I think it needs to become an SEO's responsibility at some point or it will become a mass project for us all and we'll all be we'll no longer be worrying uh, that SEO is dead because we'll get really busy trying to fix the quality of our clients content but it's better to just future-proof yourself from an early stage and generate helpful human content so i'm not 100 percent against ai it's it's very helpful but if you're creating something for an expert in their industry or anyone within a specific industry it needs to have real insight in order to still be successful
1: so what should ai be used for and what shouldn't ai be used for
0: So for me, I like to use AI to generate outlines and for the generic pieces of information that aren't going to change massively, like things that are facts, I'll get AI to generate that for me. I will get AI to generate content for me, but that would then be edited by a human and have insight from a human added. So where we can add, this was my experience when I've done this work. This is my experience of using this product. This is why this product was created, how it was created, who it's for, adding those real insights that only a business owner can have or uh, someone that works within that niche or for that business could could know, that is what will set you as- aside from just generic AI content.
1: So if... Uh... An SEO, a website has gone wild with the use of AI over the last few months or so. And um, thinking about it, it's probably fairly generic, bland content that they've published on their site. Um, How do they identify what needs to be done? I mean, are you talking about just removing all that existing content? Uh, How do they solve that?
0: So I wouldn't recommend completely just removing the content because it can still be beneficial. You could... Depending on when you picked up and started using AI and how successfully it's been implemented, you could have gen- generated a lot of backlinks and that article or whatever it was could have been successful at some point. So I wouldn't want to get rid of it, but it's about optimizing it further and going back to the SEO basics of having your research done. What are competitors doing? What extra insights can you provide? And how can you make this be better? than, than why it's competing then but you, you need to be a human to be able to see that there are tools and all sorts and checklists existing out there that can give you ideas of what you can do to improve content and make it stand out from other AI content but it needs that human aspect and it's just really important that we bring that back and the fantastic thing is in terms of being an SEO practitioner is that people that don't consider SEO best practice from the onset, they're using AI for everything. So this could be category work. It could be product pages. It could be business-to-business business pages. Uh, SaaS websites are using it. It's blog content. That it's such a widespread of content that is now being um, diluted by mass AI generation that we... In a, in a year or so, we're going to be so, so busy fixing this. And it's, it's going to be really interesting to see that breaking point when we get to there.
1: So are there tools out there that we can use to identify which pages on our site are too similar to other pages out there?
0: So yes and no. So there are tools that we can use to identify if a page has been generated with AI. They are are not great I've been testing quite a few uh, some some I've literally written content myself but I've used uh, Grammarly uh, as I've been writing it and it's convinced that that's AI content it they're very hit and miss but we've also had tools for a very long time but there's nothing I've come across that can do it on mass because I think you'd need a massive web scraper to to actually be able to do that and there are Breaches within Google's guidelines. If if that's something that you're trying to to do, is, is scrape content at scale like that. But there's also plagiarism tools out there which have been used forever by universities and schools and whatever, and they're they're very handy for just running a piece of content through it and being like, oh, this matches 97 other pages. It's hundred percent plagiarized things like that it's there's several steps to it um at the moment hopefully that some very smart person out there will come up with a solution uh, this is a bit of a call out to them to to do that. <laughs>
1: Well, that could be you, you never know. <laughs> but um, I, I know the tools that you're talking about there, I mean, I've used originality.ai to identify what content's been written by AI or allegedly and what hasn't, and it's not necessarily 100% with that. And it's concerning because you don't want automated tools to be mislabeling your content as being written by AI when it's not.
0: Yeah, and I don't think there's anything smart enough at the moment to... To be able to teach that, I guess with AI, there's some things that we've learnt that that uh, we're learning to do where if I see an article that's really long and it's got a conclusion written at the end, my brain it automatically goes, this was written by AI. That is not a set rule because I also, I'm terrible at writing myself. So I will just write conclusion and conclude, but it's really weird uh, because if if we're not able to 100% be able to identify ai it's going to be really hard to generate a tool that can do it for us
1: i mean google we're still looking for the use of eat in content so what can you learn from that what what you can what can you take from eat to ensure that your content is head and shoulders above the competition
0: so it's really about adding that, going back to that human experience, like talk about who the product's for, why it helps, how it was made, bring in things like, this is how we've used it. This is a use case for it. Things like that, that, that adds the experience and, and trust in the product. But I, I know a lot of people have found helpful content and EEAT really stressful because Google's not 100% clear within their guidelines of how that works, but Google are creating these algorithms and talking about them about across so many niches that they can't go into much detail. But if you uh, take a look in the Google search quality raters guidelines, they show examples of EEAT. It's not a secret source or anything. It's not telling you this is what you need to do, but they've got several niches um, and examples where they talk about that. And it's very easy to access that information. And use that to apply it into your strategies because if that's what they're telling their raters to look look for it's definitely going to be helpful for us to get that understanding
1: and something else that you also advise is using client data to generate unique content ideas so what do you mean by that
0: so what what we could do is go on google search console go on google analytics and we can look at live data that's trending so I'm going to just use e-commerce as an example, because that's the easiest one to talk about. But you could look at what's been searched on your website. Is something just massively started being searched just on one day that's come out of nowhere? You can then g- search that to have a look on other social media, TikTok, things like that, and try and figure out, is there reasons why this has suddenly become successful? Can I now generate content regarding this? You can stay ahead of what's happening and be much more reactive with your SEO Uh, because a lot of the time SEO is thought of as a long-term strategy and say link building and digital PR that's more of a reactive and emotional kind of strategy but really we can use the same researching tools that they use to create data stories to generate content So we could examine why something's popular, talk about it, and then try and dominate with optimizing the products, category pages, creating blog content about whatever the trend is. It's, there's so much opportunity with the live data we've got from a client. And it also works on a seasonality basis. Uh, If we know something goes really popular once a year, let's, let's start generating content and creating hype for this thing.
1: So you've um, had a look at your data. You've come up with key- concepts based upon keyword phrases that uh, you've seen from third party sources like TikTok, if you, as you've said, might be up and coming themes that people could be interested in. How do you take these keywords, uh, these seeds of ideas and actually turn them into pieces of content? How do you decide what needs to be included in these pieces of content?
0: So let's say we're looking at something that we know trends every year. It's a seasonal product um, or an e-commerce business. We're going to say that we're Lush at the soap shop and each year they have a shower gel called Snow Fairy that comes out every single Christmas. We know this is one of the most popular products that we do. We know there's going to be a lot of data there. We know it's going to be successful and people are going to be searching that regardless. But what we can do is start generating additional hype. We can create additional content there so we can stand out and not get caught in the mass cannibalization that's happening outside of our website as well. Because we know that people watch what we do. We're a big brand. We're leaders in our industry. Um, And we know a lot of businesses also try and duplicate what we create here. Uh, There's candles that have the same scent of this um, shower gel. There's other shower gels. People try to duplicate this. We're going to rank well because of our brand name. We've got the branded terms, that's fine. But people are selling these products year round, uh, where we only sell them at one time of year. So we need to think about our content as we're not just this classic brand. Let's talk about why this was created. Like, why is what we do better than the rest? What is people's experience with it? We can bring in uh, reviews because we've got a lot of reviews. We're a big brand. People love this. It's like a cult classic product. Let's talk about other people's experience, and then we can show that we're not just talking about our products. We're actually talking about the experience that comes with this product, and it shows us as the owners and the experts and the the wave maker for this this thing. And it's all about implementing that because anyone can talk about a product. I think it smells like marshmallows i could be lying but we, we instead of just saying in this glittery pink marshmallow scented shower gel we can tell you everything we can tell you it's vegan we can tell you it's cruelty free here's the here's what's used here's how loved it is and it's about building a bigger story it's not just saying what we do it's let me show you what we do and then we're going to rank better
1: yeah, I love it. And in, in old fashioned sales speak, um, you used to have to talk about the features and benefits. But uh, this is going one step further. This is actually showing you the benefits in action and letting you experience the benefits, which um, makes the, the product all the more relatable to the consumer. And I'm sure they're more likely to buy it because of it. So great example. Thank you. So If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024?
0: My current big thing that I wish people would calm down with a little bit in our industry is worrying about certain rich results like knowledge panels. I'm seeing a lot of demand and a lot of sales promising people to get a knowledge panel for their name. Not everyone deserves a knowledge panel for their name. Susan, who lives five doors away from me, who I see at the park walking her dog, and that's basically all Susan does, does not need a knowledge panel. But this kind of started to be a development of an attitude that anyone can achieve these. And really, yes I know anyone can achieve them. It's not something that needs to be sold right now. It sh- should really be kept. I'm not saying it's a, something that should be gate kept, but it needs A knowledge panel should belong to notable figures. And there's a lot of time and energy being spent on these and other other rich results um, where there's much more beneficial things that are gonna benefit your client quicker. I guess it does depend on the client. If you're working on someone's personal consulting site, yeah, they probably should try and build their online portfolio of themselves. But for the owner of Claire's pet shop, they probably don't need that. Sorry, Claire. Sorry, Claire.
1: Billy Gina is an SEO consultant. You can find her over at uptake.agency. Billy, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at SEOin2024.com.